Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. Hey, God bless you, everybody. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. And we're your hosts, Matt and Stephanie Garrity. And we're founders of River of Heaven Ministries. And we have a threefold vision to rebuild and restore, equip and empower, and revive and heal. Through these broadcasts, you're going to be touched, rebuilt, and restored, equipped and empowered, and revived and healed. And you're going to be functioning like never before as a kingdom man or a kingdom woman. Let's all say this together. It is time to grow up. It's time to grow up. I want you to imagine with me, if you would, that you see a workplace and you see a business. And in that business, you expect to see people, men and women, working, handling responsibilities, you know, maybe some people in the break room eating eating lunch, having break, others in business uh, meeting rooms, conducting meetings, other people at computers. Instead of all those people being adults, I want you to think about that situation with a whole bunch of babies in there, babies at computers, babies behind desks, babies you know, rolling around and crawling around board meeting rooms and things like that. Babies, you know, with bibs on down there in the cafeteria and in the break rooms and things like that. Babies holding phones, you know, babies conducting business. Something would seem very strange about that, wouldn't it? I mean, you would you would think, wait a minute, I was expecting when I looked in this building, I was expecting to see adults. I was expecting to see people who are were some level of maturity conducting business and holding meetings and uh, fellowshipping together in the break rooms and stuff like that. But instead, it's crazy. There's all these babies, all these babies crawling around, all these babies crying. And you know, as crazy as that sounds, that is exactly what is going on in some parts of the church these days. There is a prevailing immaturity in much of the church these days that people are offended and people are upset with this and with that and oh people aren't loving enough and oh we just need to you know kind of back off and have a participation award for everybody and 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 we need to give everybody a prize for participating can't talk about sin or we can't talk about the wrath of God, and we can't talk about repenting, and you know, let's keep everything, let's not offend anyone, let's keep everything really nice. Okay, those types of scenarios that people are engaged in or that people are hungering and thirsting for, many people in the body of Christ, speak truly of immaturity. The Bible says that milk is for the baby, but meat is for the mature. The Apostle Paul said, he said, when I was young, I I thought as a child, I behaved as a child, but when I got older, I put childish things away. 
And we really need to grow up in the body of Christ. I mean, just look at the, you know, the headlines, you know, all these prophetic words going out there. Many of these prophetic words are self-serving prophetic words. Here's a hint. If somebody in the prophetic word that you're seeing or you're, you're reading a word that someone published, if, if somebody is the hero of that, if somebody is that, that's prophesying that word sounds like they are the object of the strength of that word, or they are the ones that people are being pointed to, I got a big hint for you. That word is not of God because Revelation 19.10 gives us the litmus test for prophetic words. And the apostle John, he's receiving the revelation about Jesus Christ and, and an angel is ministering to him and he begins to bow down and worship this angel. He begins to pay homage to this angel, the angel before he even could get there. He says, wait, don't do that. He said, I'm just a fellow servant. I'm just a servant of the Lord, just like you. I'm a fellow servant of his. He says this statement in Revelation 19.10, worship God only for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, which means that if the prophetic word is truly of God, it's going to point people to Jesus if they don't know him. And if they do know him, it is going to strengthen the relationship with Jesus. It is going to challenge them to walk closely with Jesus like they've never walked before. It is going to challenge them to get rid of the stuff that's hindering their relationship with Jesus, that's hindering the, the marriage covenant that they made with the Lord Jesus Christ. For the church is the bride of Christ. Jesus Christ is the bridegroom. These are all elements of, there are all these me, my, and I attitudes in the body of Christ. And what constitutes immaturity? If you think about babies, if you think about children, that they are completely convinced that the world revolves around them. They're completely convinced that I need what I want. I, I want, I got to have it right now, my way. If it's not done right now, the way I want it to done, then I'm hurt. I'm offended. I, 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 I speaks of immaturity. You got to get rid of I. It's got to be thy. It's got to be thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not my kingdom come and my will be done. Again, somebody say it with me. It's time to grow up. 1 John chapter 2, verses 12 through 14, the apostle John is writing to the church. And it's very interesting because the apostle John is writing and in his writing, he identifies three main groups of people. He says, I write to you children because your sins are forgiven you for his namesake. I write to you fathers because you've known him who is from the beginning. And I write to you young men because you've overcome the wicked one. Then he reiterates, he says, I write to you again, little children, because you've known the father. I have written to you fathers because you've known him who is from the beginning. I have written to you young men because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. Very interesting that the apostle John in writing to the, the church at the time, he's identified three main categories of spiritual maturity. He writes to the children, he writes to the young men, and he writes to the fathers. The children, the young men, and the fathers. Now, there are actually five stages of spiritual growth, okay? If we look at the Greek words, there are Greek words that 
speak of each level of growth from being a baby, a newborn, someone who's just been recently born again, all the way to perfection, to being, you know, to being perfected in the image of Almighty God, Jesus Christ. Like when Jesus, the Bible says, when he shows up, we'll be like him. Okay, we'll be like him. And these Greek words are as follows. The babies, those who are born again till about two years old in the Lord, that Greek word is the word nepios. Okay, it speaks of a, a newborn. Then there's another Greek word, the word pation. And the word pation speaks of a child. This is a toddler now, or this is a young child from about the ages of two, but it can range from two all the way up to 10, 11, even 12 years old until we come to the the next uh, Greek word, which is the word technon that speaks of a teenager or a young adult in the Lord. So there's continual growth as, as we continue through these Greek words. And then it's the word weos, which is a fully mature son or daughter of Almighty God, fully mature son or daughter. And then finally, teleos. And teleos is the last stage of spiritual maturity, which many scholars believe cannot truly be attained until Christ comes, until Christ shows up and we we become like him. Okay, the Bible says we're being transformed from glory to glory to glory. There's also scriptures that say, be perfect as I am perfect. And we know that we can't be perfect. That word teleos means it speaks of the end. It speaks of perfection. It speaks of doing everything that we were called to do, doing everything, uh, yielding in such a way where we die daily, where we no longer are here. It's just Christ living in us. And then when he appears, we will be like him because we're being transformed into his image. Now, the groupings are as follows. The word nepios and pation, these the young children's stages, they are grouped together when the apostle John says, I write to you little children. He's writing to those who are nepios. He's writing to those who are infants. He's writing to those who are, are newly born again uh, individuals as well as young children. And what does he say? Again, in 1 John 2, verses 12 through 14, I write to you, children, because your sins are forgiven for his namesake. Again, you skip down further in that stanza of scripture where he reiterates this, and he says, I write to you, little children, because you've known the Father. So the first understanding that someone uh, is showing fruit of just being born again or still a young child in the faith is that they are absolutely uh, enamored discovering who their father is, but that's it. You can't expect a baby to hold responsibility. You can't expect a baby uh, to be going here and going there and evangelizing everyone. You can't expect a baby to be reproducing after itself. In other words, be making disciples. You can't expect a baby to do those types of things. You expect a baby to drink milk. You expect a baby to have a growing understanding of, of their parents. That's what a baby, that's what a baby does. And that's what the apostle John says. He says, I write to you, little children, because you've known the father. You've known the father. And so as, as uh, those who have been born again, or maybe you're listening to this podcast today and you're not born again, I just want to encourage you to respond to the grace of God. His grace, His goodness, His kindness starts the process and we respond 
uh, by faith. We are saved by grace through faith. All you have to do is say, Lord Jesus, Lord, I don't want to live this life anymore. I repent. I respond to your goodness. I respond to your kindness. I believe that you died for my sins. I confess that you were raised to life and that you are Lord and Savior. Lord, thank you for saving me. I need you, Lord. You know, maybe maybe you just got born again right now. Maybe you just just heard that the call, maybe you just heard the invitation to, to respond to God's goodness and kindness, to respond to Jesus Christ, and you just got born again. Well, now you'll start to understand, well, I have a relationship now with Father God. When people pray that prayer in churches, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, and so on and so forth, I used to think, wow, you know, that's for all these other people. But if you're born again, now you can say, that's my father. Hallelujah. Our father. We can say my father now because you've been born again. Again, I write to you children. I write to you little children because you've known the father. But then we get to the next stage. He says, I have written to you young men, Because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. So the distinction where we move beyond that, the Greek word nepios and pation into the word technon in the Greek is when a believer is mature enough that they are trained in the word of God and they can stand against the enemy individually And especially this is true, standing against the enemy in a family situation. They don't have to go running uh, to their spiritual father. They don't have to go running to their pastor. They don't have to go running uh, to another person, but they are strong enough. The word of God abides in them because they've been in the word. They're not depending on somebody else to give them the word. Now, they're still part of a church congregation. They still have a spiritual father. They still have a pastor. They still have leadership that's pouring into their life, but they are mature enough at a, at a teenager, young adult stage where they're strong enough that they're learning how to war and to stand against the enemy. Like when the enemy comes in, the spirit of the Lord shall raise a standard against him. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Isaiah 54, verse 17 and 18. You know, for anything that's launched against us shall be thrown down. This is the heritage of those who love the Lord. So there's a lot of people who say, I'm a mature Christian. I can do this. I'm able to do this. I can handle all this responsibility. I should be able to be leading people. Well, here's the question, especially if there's leaders listening to me on this podcast. Here's a very Good question. You can ask, can that individual that is looking for this responsibility, are they strong enough? Do that, does the word of God abide in them with a the strength that they can overcome the evil one when the evil one comes in? Or are they always, are they always reaching out to you? Help me. I need help. Please, please. Can you come pray for me? Can you come read the word to me? Can you come over to my house? And again, this is not to be unloving, but there's a lot of people who think that they're at this technon, teenager, young adult stage, when really they're still, they're still very immature uh, in the Lord. And oftentimes it's because they're immature in the word of God. You have to be focused. You have to be a man or woman of the word, a man or woman of God in prayer and in worship. It is a daily life as a Christian. It is daily It's not, I'm taking a couple days off, I'll see you next week, I'll attend a church service once a week or once a month. No, that will produce immaturity. 
The more you yield to the Spirit of God, the more you're going to grow, the more you're going to mature in the things of God. Amen? The less you yield to the Holy Spirit, the less you're going to mature. I've met people who are in the natural, they're 50 or 60 years old, and they're still babies in the faith. And again, I'm, I'm lovingly saying this, but it's time to grow up. Leaders, if people are truly young adults, if they're truly that Greek word technon, they will consistently be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. They will understand, I am to submit to God. I am to resist the devil and he will flee from me. They will be ones that will begin to have the, the prowess to help other individuals who are younger in the flock. But even then, as a technon, as a teenager and young adult, they are still not completely a mature son or daughter of Almighty God. A mature son or daughter of Almighty God speaks of this. When someone's mature, when they've come of age, they can then reproduce. So the Apostle John, again, Writing to the children, he said, you've known the father. You know the father. Writing to you young men, I've written to you young men because you are strong and the word of God abides in you. But then he says, I write to you fathers. I write to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. There's a history there. There's a history there. Spiritually mature, the Greek word is weos, Fully mature sons or daughters of God, they don't have to be reminded, hey, listen, we need to be on church service this week on time. Hey, we need to do this. Hey, they are kingdom-minded individuals. They are taking care of their natural responsibilities. They're being faithful in their natural responsibilities, but they are kingdom-minded. Everything, they're driven by that kingdom mindset. If it benefits the kingdom, I'm all in. If it doesn't benefit the kingdom, then I'm out. If it, if it looks like it's self-serving and it looks like it's going to glorify an individual, then I'm out. But if it looks like it's glorifying Jesus and it's about the Lord Jesus and boasting in him and proclaiming the gospel, not being ashamed of the gospel, Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation for the Jew and for the Greek. If it's about the kingdom, it's about seeking first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, all these things. If, if it's kingdom... Weos, that Greek word weos, the mature sons and daughters of God are all in. The book of Romans says that all of creation is waiting for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. Why? Because from Genesis, from the beginning, there was a knowing inside creation that mankind is here to be a steward, to be a governor. God says to Adam, be fruitful and multiply, fill and replenish the earth rule and reign. That's what he says. Really, if we look at Adam, he is the first king and priest. He is a ruling governing authority. And he also has a stewarding uh, responsibility, which is the priest, a priestly responsibility. A kingly responsibility is ruling and reigning. And a priestly responsibility is stewarding. It is, it is worship. It is prayer. It is the ministry of reconciliation, things of that nature. So again, the, the children maturing to the young adults is characterized by, is the word of God, is the word of God strong? Does it abide? Can you overcome the evil one when there's attacks and things like that? Can you do what, what our example, what Jesus Christ did when the enemy came to tempt him? He said, it is written, it is written, it is written. Is the word of God strong enough that you can use the word of God to overcome the enemy? And then from there, 
people who think that they're fully mature. I'm fully mature. Here's the question. Are they reproducing? Are they themselves, because of the discipleship that they've received and because of the fathering and mothering from their leaders that they've received over the years, are they now mature enough where not just that they're able to stand against the enemy for themselves and their family, but are they reproducing? Are they producing disciples? Are they imparting? Are they equipping? Are they training? Is there some type of fruit in their life where they are producing disciples, reproduction. They have individuals that look to them as spiritual uh, a mother and father figure. Okay, there's a lot of people who think, wow, I'm a, I'm a mother, I'm a father in the faith, I'm a mature son or daughter of Almighty God. Wow, I know I am. I've been studying the Word for so long. I've been with the Lord for a long time. But there are, there are marks in scripture, there, there is absolutely telltale signs that individual has these uh, characteristics going on, then likely they are in that stage. But if they don't have these characteristics going on, then no matter what people want to say, wow, that person's an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, that at the stage of, of technon, at the later stage of technon, at that higher young adult stage uh, where someone can, can overcome the enemy with the word and the word of God is strong in them, they can begin to function in a five-fold capacity. But truly, those who are mature, those who are mothers and fathers should really be the ones that are entrusted with responsibility of stewarding a people, of encouraging a flock, of watching over the congregation's souls. You know, the Bible says it warns us in scripture not to put a novice in a place of authority lest they become puffed up, lest they get into pride, lest they get into arrogance. People shed pride when they get from the technon stage to the weo stage. Technon is still on that teenager, on that young adult. There's still this me, my, and I thing going on. But when you get to that weo stage, that mature stage, it, that me, my, and I go away, and now it's thy, thee and thy, Lord. What's thy will? What, what, what can I do, Lord, for the kingdom? So again, the apostle John, he says, I write to you, fathers, for you've known the one who is from the beginning. There's a history with mothers and fathers. People say, I'm a mother and father in the faith. Look at how long they've been serving the Lord. Look at their, look at their fruit in the Lord. We're allowed to be fruit inspectors. People say you know, that they're an apostolic leader. Ask them where their sons and daughters are. Ask them where are the churches that they've planted. Ask them, you know, where is the regiment that God's entrusted into their care? Ask them, are there other leaders that are mature enough that are actually building themselves? Because that's the mark of apostolic ministry. What does their legacy tree look like? What proof, what fruit is there that they're an apostle? If someone says, I'm a prophet, look for fruit. Do they have any accurate prophecies? Are they walking pure before the Lord, first and foremost? If someone says there's an they're an evangelist, is there the fruit of that present? Is there a gathering anointing on their life? Is their desire is to win souls to the Lord? And not only that, but can they help and teach and train others in that capacity? If someone says that they're a pastor, do they have a pastor's heart? Are they truly shepherding the flock of God? Are they loving the sheep? Or are people in it for the income? Are, do they, is it, are they in it for a job? Are they a hireling or are they a pastor? Okay. And if someone's a teacher, do they have a gift to teach? 
Do you actually feel like you learned something when you listen to that individual teach? Again, everyone can say there's something, but there has got to be fruit. There's got to be fruit. On the other side of this, if there are individuals that have this fruit, and some individuals just choose to say, well, I don't receive you that way. I don't look at you that way. Then that's between them and God, but you cannot deny fruit. Someone is what they are. They are what they are because of the fruit that's being produced out of that tree. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Whatever is growing out of an individual, that's really who they are. I mean, so you can't expect a pastor to be an apostolic leader. You can't expect an apostolic leader to function exactly like a regular pastor. You can't expect an evangelist to function like a prophet. You can't expect a prophet to function like a teacher. And and you can interchange those, but you are who you are. And if you are a mature son or daughter of Almighty God, then the goal is that last phase, teleos. The goal is perfection. And again, we're not perfect people. Jesus is without sin. He's the only one. We are those who do sin. Okay? But again, it is that's the goal. The goal is, is perfection. The goal is, Lord, make me perfect. I want to continue to be transformed. Lord, I want to, I want to die daily, like the Apostle Paul says. You cannot die daily unless you know first what it is to consistently starve the fleshly nature daily. And if you starve the flesh, it begins to die. And the Apostle Paul said, I die daily. I live a crucified life. And it wasn't just that he said that, but there was proof to it. People saw the crucified life that he lived. They saw at times he had plenty, at times he had little, but yet he was still walking faithfully. He was still living out that example in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And I really believe that those are the true apostles. You know, we really... We really love to encourage the flock of God and we we love my wife and I love to you know to pour into leaders. We we have an anointing to lead other leaders. Um there are many leaders that have come through the doors of our of our church over the years that have been hurt and we've helped them to get back on their feet and sent them out. Some have planted churches, others are still with us, some are serving in the ministry with us right now. You know, but if you're if you're going through something and you're a leader uh, and you got no one to talk to, reach out, send us an email, uh, send us a a message to our website. We would love to to get in contact with you and encourage you. Find out what God's called you to do. Find out the work that He's called you to do, and see what we can do to pray with you and to encourage you, and maybe even to partner with you in some way, shape, or form in what God's called you to do, because that's what we're called to do. We're called to grow. The church, we got to grow up. We got to grow up out of the baby stage, out of the child stage, out of the, the teenager and young adult stage into that mature son and daughter stage, where then finally, like the apostle Paul said, he said, I've, I've, run the race. I finished my course. Now there awaits me a crown, a crown for finishing this race. And our heart should be, Lord, I want to finish this strong. I want to finish this strong, Lord God. I don't want to go to the left or the right. I want to stay the course. I want to finish this strong. I'm going to do everything you called me to do, oh God. And I don't care if I get any credit for it. It's thee and thy. It's about your kingdom, thy kingdom, thy will not my kingdom and my will. Amen. 
God bless you. I pray that this really blessed you and touched your life today. And I pray that you would see what we're noticing, that it's time to grow up. Let's put the childish things away. Let's do great kingdom exploits as the soldiers in the army of the Lord, as the mighty army of God for such a time as this. Amen. God bless you. We love you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. And may the Lord give you his peace. Until next time, goodbye.